John chapter 20, near the end of the chapter, John said that Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written that you might believe, and the believing you might have life in his name. In John chapter 2, Jesus is recording as having completed his first recorded miracle, the turning water to wine at the wedding feast in Cana of Galilee. In John chapter 3, Jesus has an, an interchange, a, 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 a conversation at night with one of the Jewish leaders, a member of the Sanhedrin council, Nicodemus. And whether Nicodemus chose to visit Jesus by night in order to avoid the crowds or perhaps so as to avoid being seen talking to Jesus, they met and conversed and spoke about being made new and born again. In John chapter 4, Jesus is traveling through Samaria, and in Samaria he meets a woman at Jacob's well, a woman whose reputation is questionable. And as they converse, he shares with her of the living water that he comes to bring. And now in John chapter 5, Jesus is back in Jerusalem. He's gone to Jerusalem to celebrate one of the feasts of the Jews in that city. And he meets a man at the pool of Bethesda. And they talk momentarily. And Jesus heals him. And it seems as if that John has chosen this miracle of Jesus as he chose each of the stories that he recorded to help provide us with greater belief. I mentioned that John or that, that Jesus and this man met at the pool of Bethesda. Throughout human history, there are certain waters that have been associated with having special therapeutic or healing powers. There's Hot Springs, Arkansas. There are um, the, the pink waters of Isanuka in South, South Africa. There are the Roman baths, the geothermal springs in Bath, England. Right here in southern Indiana, French Lick Springs, West Baden Springs. There's Banff Springs in Alberta, Canada, Pagosa Springs in Colorado, and the Blue Lagoon in Iceland. And there are dozens, maybe even hundreds of others. But, but these pools, these bodies of water, have always been associated with having special therapeutic and, and, and um, healing abilities. And some of these waters have been believed by some even to have miraculous healing abilities. Not, not just um, the, the, the thermal springs that are good for your muscles and bones, or not just the Pluto water from French Lick that helps with medicinal purposes, but actually miraculous in their abilities. And the particular pool where Jesus met this man, the pool of Bethesda, 
is one of those pools where many believed special miraculous healing powers were available. I've got a map of the city of Jerusalem. This would have been at the time of, of Jesus' ministry in the first century. The, the, the heavy black line that surrounds the city represents the city walls. And you'll notice just to the north of the city, outside the wall, I've circled it in red, is the pool of Bethzatha, or yeah, Bethzatha, also known as the pool of Bethsaida, just outside the Sheep Gate. And this is the location where Jesus met this man and healed him. Jesus asked a question that on, on first consideration seems a little odd to me. Do you want to get well? I don't know exactly how this man perceived that question, but I, I'm guessing he was somewhat taken back by it. Do, do, you, do you understand that, that I've been in this invalid condition for 38 years? And, and of course, given their short life expectancies in the first century, that would have been most of his life. And now I spend hours and hours laying near this pool hoping that just at the right moment I'll be able to slip into the waters of Bethesda and be healed of this malady, this condition that I have. Do, 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 you, do you want to get well? Seems an odd question. The story of this man is my story. <laughs> you see, for 61 years, I've been battling a malady. It's called sin. And I'm under its sentence, or at least I was. 61 years ago when I was born, I was born into a world of sin, a broken creation. And, and while I was not guilty of sin at that point in my life, it didn't take long. <laughs> I got an early start, it seems, and began, to making, began making choices and decisions that were contrary to what God would have me to do in my life. And then I became guilty of sin and under its full consequences. And the story of this man is my story. I'm really happy to tell you this morning. I'm thankful to tell you. I'm in remission. In Acts chapter 2, Peter told the crowd that had gathered in Jerusalem, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I've done that. And as a result of that, I'm in remission. It's awesome news. And, and, and many of you also are in remission from the threat that sin brings. But, but there are some who are not. Some who have not done that. And Jesus asked the question, do, do, you, do you want to get well? 
And while that may seem a, an odd question at first, it, it needs to be realized. Would somebody, would you advance the slide, please? It needs to be realized that you must want to get well in order to get well. I'm, I'm thinking about Naaman in 2 Kings chapter 5. Naaman was the commander of the army of the king of Aram. He had political clout, power, authority. When he barked an order, it happened. But he was a leper. And it seems as if he had tried everything he could try to be healed of his leprosy with no success and I'm guessing he was not many days from being exiled to a leper colony, separated from family and friends and from all that he had ever known to experience the lonely, painful rot of leprosy. That's what he had to look forward to. He was a desperate man. He, he wanted to be healed badly. But you know, I'm not confident he wanted to be healed as badly as he thought he did. And the reason I believe that to be the case is because when he was advised that there was a prophet in Israel who could heal him, he gathered together an entourage of his people and ample supplies, and a great deal of wealth to take to buy from the, prop, the prophet his health. But when he got there and the prophet sent a messenger out, didn't even come out himself, and he made no spectacle of the matter, and he told him to go immerse himself in the Jordan River seven times to be cleansed, the text says that Naaman was enraged. He was furious. His pride was hurt. He was underwhelmed. And he made preparations to pack his bags and go home and refused to obey what the prophet had commanded him to do and therefore refused the opportunity for healing. See, I thought Naaman wanted to be healed, but it certainly doesn't look like he wanted it that badly. And I'm convinced that when you talk to people about the sin that is in their lives, if you ask them, do you want to get well? The answer is, of course I want to get well, but do they really want to? Do you really want to? You do understand, don't you, that getting well is hard work. If you don't think so, Ask those from this church family that are currently undergoing chemotherapy and radiation. That's pretty hard work. Michael, you just came home from surgery. Piece of cake. No big deal. Just to skip down the path. I don't think so. I don't think so. It's hard work. What about folks who suffer from addictions? How are they going to get away from those addictions? 
hard work. It's not easy. It, it doesn't happen accidentally. And, and unless a person wants to get well badly enough, they won't do the hard work that's required. I'm confident that some who have gone through cancer treatments recently and or are going through them currently have wondered on occasion, is it even worth it? Is it really worth it? And yet they fight. They fight because they believe it's worth it. And I commend them for that. But I also acknowledge and recognize it's hard work. And the work of overcoming sin is hard work. You have to give up some things. You're going to miss out on some things that might feel kind of important to you and significant and that you enjoy. You have to change the way that you live. You're going to have to, in fact, repent. And unless you're willing to do that hard work and want to get well, you're, you're, you're not going to get well. It's just not going to happen. I also know that in order to get well, you have to seek healing from the source of authentic healing. Let's go back to Naaman in 2 Kings chapter 5. Naaman had determined that the rivers in Damascus were much more desirable than the Jordan River. They were more impressive. They were cleaner. They were closer to home. Wouldn't those be better places to go? How much healing do you think Naaman would have experienced if he had done what the prophet said, but back in Damascus? I suspect he would have died a leper not long thereafter. I expect he would have experienced no healing at all. There's an irony in this story in John chapter 5 that, that is not readily noticeable maybe to us. I suspect John's earliest readers were aware of this. I mentioned earlier when I showed the map of Jerusalem, the pool of Bethesda is outside of the city walls, and that's really the only way the Jewish people would have tolerated it because it, it wasn't a Jewish belief that those waters were miraculous. It was a Roman pagan belief. <laughs> the, the, the pool of Bethesda had its origins beginning about 800 B.C., and about 100 years before Christ came, the Romans had dedicated that pool to their gods Asclepius and Fortuna, the god of healing and health and the goddess of good fortune and luck. It seems that that pool was fed by a spring that was intermittent. It was irregular. That means it didn't flow all the time. And when it would flow, the water that was infused into the pool from underground caused the water to bubble up in the pool. And the Romans said, that is the God's. And the first person who makes it into the pool after those waters begin to be stirred by the gods 
will be given health and good fortune. And so we have a Jewish man and apparently many others who were so desperate for healing and had had zero success otherwise who were willing to at least on the outside chance that there might be some validity to it, spending their lives huddled around that pool. Isn't that sad? (laughs) It seems to me that if this man had been able to get into the pool, if he had had someone to help him in, if he had been able to get in just at the right time, it's more likely he would have drowned than been healed. There's no healing in that water. And in fact, there's nothing in the text that would suggest that Jesus bought into that notion, that Jesus expected that that the person who got into the water at the right time would be healed. So this man was, was placing hope against hope that just maybe there would be some healing here. How many things does the world place its hope in? (laughs) Just hoping that there'll be some fulfillment, some healing. And they offer no healing at all. Doesn't work. And while the waters of Bethesda may have been therapeutic, they were not miraculous. And many of the world's fixes that society pursues and looks after may feel somewhat therapeutic, but they are not capable of removing the one problem that will separate you eternally from God, the problem of sin. Jesus is the only source of authentic healing. There is no other. John chapter 10, Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it abundantly. In Luke chapter 19, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Matthew chapter 11, come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and you will find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. John chapter three and verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him might not perish but have everlasting life. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they come for me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Nothing else makes that promise. The only source of authentic healing, of the malady under which we all stand condemned, is Jesus Christ. And if you're looking for it anyplace else, you will sadly come up short. Jesus asked this man, 
do you want to get well? And he asked that question of us today. Landon, do, do you want to get well? I can provide that healing for you, but you got to want it. You got to put forth the hard work. You got to stop looking at places where there is no healing, and you have to place your confidence and trust in me. I want to conclude this where we started almost an hour ago. Psalm chapter 66. Come and listen, all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he's done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. I had cherished sin in my heart. The Lord would not have listened if I had cherished sin in my heart. But God has surely listened. He heard my voice in prayer. Praise be to God who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. I have a changed story. My story is forever and eternally different than it was, and yours can be too. We're all in the same spot. Let's be honest. There's not one wit's difference between any of us. Not one wit's difference. We all stand condemned because of our sin, except through Jesus Christ. And if you have not claimed him as your Savior, if you haven't repented and been baptized for the remission of sins, then that sin continues to rage in you and is destroying you and will separate you eternally from the only hope that you'll ever have. Don't let that be not one minute longer. Be obedient to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Respond to his message. And allow the healing that Jesus gave to this man at Bethesda physically to be the healing that he gives you spiritually. Spiritually.